Hello. Welcome again to another word of encouragement for you. We're coming to you through Zoom with a motion video from Pixabay, and you'll be watching it sort of change behind me. It's a wonderful motion video, and I'm in my living room, so I'm coming to you right out of my own living room. Yeah. Now, you know I don't use green screens, so my hair does some weird things. The background comes through every once in a while, and sometimes I'll put my hand and it will disappear into the motion video. But welcome. We're in number 29 of the year 2022. Hopefully, we'll be through all 52 weeks soon, which I'm working on. And then I'll start in the year 2023. But before we get started, I want to give you the title. It's called, Who is with you spiritually? And we're going to have a couple of scriptures, but let's pray before we get started. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your gift of love that you sent down to us long ago, and that you have always been here on earth with us in many ways, even though we didn't know it. Father, help us to see and perceive that you are with us spiritually from ancient words out of your Bible, the King James Version. Help us to understand your love for us, your desire to be with us here on earth. But you had to come in certain ways and certain rules so you would be legally. Help us through your Holy Spirit to teach us and show us your truth. In the name of Christ Jesus, of Nazareth. Amen. All right. The title again, who is with you spiritually? Reason I ask you so many questions. There are people who have not only the God of the Bible with them, but other things. And you may not even have the God of the Bible with you spiritually, but you got some things. Oh, yes, they are who's. They're just evil who's with you spiritually. So let's look at some scriptures that might help us to see who is with you so you can determine exactly who it is. 1 Kings 8, 55 through 58. This is King Solomon speaking to us. Verse number 55. And he, King Solomon, stood up from his knees, he had been in prayer, and blessed all the congregation, the people of Israel. He was the king after his father, King David, the king of Israel, which was a nation, and there in the city of Jerusalem. And he blessed them with a loud voice, saying, verse 56, Blessed be the Lord that has given rest unto his people, Israel, which means prince, according to all that he promised. There has not failed one word of all of his good promise, which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. Now, God is a 
speaking God, a decreeing God. He knows the end from the beginning. Now, at this time, no human had this God inside of him. He was working with the soul. He was working out his words, his promises that he had spoken Genesis 1, 26 through 28, that he wanted children made in his image after his likeness. He gave them authority and dominion on earth, over earth. And that was the spirit being called man inside of their dirt body. And God was continually coming down and reaffirming his covenant with us in many ways, fighting for us, helping us to understand what had gotten lost. We were the ones who got lost. We were off in other worlds, off in darkness and ignorance to him. So through some who had dedicated their lives, they would speak out these words and prophesy. It's real important that you learn to speak the words of God out into situations over people <laughs> out loud. Verse 57, the Lord, our God, King Solomon is saying, be with us as he was with our fathers. Let him not leave us. Now, he didn't realize what he was saying there at the fathers of King Solomon he couldn't be inside of them. A day would come in the future, thousands of years later, where he would, through the Lamb of God on a cross, a sacrifice for the sin of Adam, of disobeying God with all mankind in him in seed form, that sin had to be judged it was found guilty and it had to pay the penalty and what was that the physical body ate of something it wasn't supposed to the soul followed its helpmate and the spirit disobeyed the commandment so all three had to be punished judged and they were on the cross and then the punishment was applied, death. And then God said, it's over with now. The law has been fulfilled. The judgment now is over. So now humanity could have this God of love inside of them, not like their ancestors who could not have them inside yet. So we do have to be careful when we pray things like be with us as our ancestors were, because that meant they were not, he was not inside of them, but that's all they knew at that time. And he went on and said, and please don't forsake us. Do you cry that out? God, please be with me as you were with Jesus of Nazareth. Don't forsake us. Okay, that's, that's the cry and the prayer you should have now. Be in me like you were in Jesus. You were in him. He was in you. The two of you are one. You work together. And don't forsake us. Even when 
Christ Jesus was on the cross, he knew God forsook him, which he had to do to complete the judgment on man, which this lamb, all the sin was put on him. And he took it. Now, he did not sin himself. So he was really innocent, but he put on some clothes of sinful nature to get him into hell. And once he got into hell and there was a little bit of punishment, whew, those clothes went off. Why? Because he himself was sinless. He had never disobeyed his father. And boy, did that shock Satan. And he walked up and said, give me the keys, the authority and dominion to hell, death and the grave. Mm -hmm. Originally, Lucifer was given those keys, the authority, so that when somebody sinned in the spirit realm, he had authority to lock them up, keep them out of the presence of God. That was Lucifer's as a high archangel's job. He was a protector of the presence and the glory of God. He would take those that sinned against it, transgressed, and lock them up. And he did in hell. So this Jesus had to go down there with sin on him, but it wasn't his. Let it be punished for a little bit. Then he took it off. You don't deserve the keys anymore. This has all been overcome by a more powerful thing called love and forgiveness. And by the law, it's all been judged. It's all over now. We take the keys, the authority and dominion away from you. And I have them. And I'll give them to Pastor Deborah. Mm -hmm. And that's how it worked. So now we go to Deuteronomy 31.6. This is Moses speaking to us through his writings. And Moses says, be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid. He's talking to your spirit now. And if your spirit is strong enough in this, Lord, when death is coming or you're attacked or you're abused, it will try to speak to your soul, but it can, your soul can be overwhelmed by fear. And But the gift of God is there. It will help your soul to form multiple personalities, disassociate. Your spirit has that gift to do that, to be anything it needs to be and think. Because it says whatever you think in your heart, that's your soul. You are. So if you think you're out of there, you're out of there. It will also help your spirit to leave your earthly body during abuse and trauma. That's right. So God is not forsaken the spirit. It helps it. It works with it. It'll help it go into a trance and be safe. That's right. So Moses is going on. He's trying to tell us, be full of courage, little spirit. Don't you fear, little spirit. Don't be afraid, soul. For them. For the Lord your God. He, it is, that goes with you. He's with the spirit in a trance. He's with the spirit when it's out of the body. He's with you when you form multiple personalities. He's with you when you're kidnapped, when you're dying. He's with the spirit. He's there. He has not forsaken you. 
That's right. He will not fail your spirit. He will not forsake your spirit. Remember, we're learning uh, through the light and the love broadcast show that God is a spirit. He's for the spirit being that's in us. He's with us through his love, his care. Now, you may not know that. You may not sense it. Even in a trance of the spirit, he's with you. When horrible, evil creatures are attacking you, spiritually, he's with you. If you have these horrible dreams of sex with creatures, curses get put on you. Your dreams are nightmares. You will just call out the name of Jesus. Jesus, help me. God, help me. The God and the Father, help me. That's all it takes. And they're right there. They're not far from you. Now let's go back to 1 Kings 8, 55 through 58, verse number 58. This is King Solomon still speaking to the people of Israel, that he may incline our hearts, turn our hearts, our thoughts, our mind, our spirit, our ideas, our desires, our feelings unto him. Do you think about him? Do you care? I get up every day. God, how are you doing? Are you feeling okay? Some days I can sense his sadness because his children don't believe in him. Have turned from him. Have been drawn astray by shepherds and pastors. And then there's so many others that don't even know about him. That he cries for their loss. He wants them home. So some days I can sense that in him. So we need to turn our hearts towards him. He'll teach you. He'll be with you. He'll strengthen you. I've had to have his strength through death, heart problems, scissors coming down to kill me, gunshots, all kinds of horrible, icky things. And I've had to trust him and be calm. And in peace. He will walk with us. He will help us to live. In his ways. Even in the most horriblest conditions. Death and famine and war. Abuse and torture and neglect. When our lives become miserable and hurt other people. Mm-hmm. He will help us if we will let him spiritually. What he's working with is your spirit. And then your spirit has to relay that to your soul. And your soul sometimes is more powerful than your spirit. It's full of so much horrible, evil, wicked trauma, hate, and jealousy. At some point, that guy or girl in there has got to die. Give way to the love of this Father and of the Spirit. He will help you to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments. If he says, love your neighbor no matter what, even when they're abusing you, you say, I forgive you in the love of Christ. That's what the early Christians did when they were being persecuted, thrown to the lions, burned alive. They sang hymns 
They knew they were going to a better place. They were just killing the outside part of them. Their tent, their clothes were being burned up. But the real them, the spirit was going on. And it was going to look like that right there and become one with the father. King Solomon said, this is how our fathers were taught by him. They were commanded to live this way. So help us, he says in this prayer, to live that way. That's right. Pastor Deborah lives this way. It's not easy, but he will help you. Now we go to Psalms 119.36, verse 36. It was written by King Solomon's father, King David of Jerusalem, the king, the politician, the leader, the shepherd of Israel. Verse 36, incline my heart, my soul, my mind unto you. Help me to listen to your testimonies and not to be full of coveting and lusting and greed and jealousy in my soul. Help me, Father. Boy, we need a lot of help. Yes, we do. Pastor Deborah needed a lot of help. She had a lifetime of hurting in her family. God set me down in my home for two years. No community work. Just study my word. Let me heal you from all the hurts and the wounds, the rejections, the fears. And he did. Took two long years. Me and the trees got to know each other. The grass, the squirrels. I didn't like it. I wanted to be out doing things. My soul wanted to be helping people. No, you can't. You cannot help people till you are healed. And that person that was hurt and wounded dies and is put in the grave. And a transformation occurs. And your soul is transformed to a new creature filled with the love of God. Filled with his forgiveness and mercy. The memories are gone and they have no sway on you anymore. Then what happens? The light of newness comes. I can raise my hands like this young man and praise the Lord and see him. There he is. And I become a part of him, lost in his beauty and his light, healed. And we all need that. So my question to you is, who is with you spiritually today? If it's not this God of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, of King Solomon, of King David and Pastor Deborah, he desires to be with you. And we can make that happen right now. Father, if they desire you to be with them deep in your, their spirit, as you are with Pastor Deborah, that you can lead them and guide them and speak to them and transform them and never forsake them. Let it happen right now based on their free will. Father, fill them with your love. Come into them. Lead them and guide them in all your statutes. Help them when they become fearful and afraid. And circumstances and people are evil and wicked all around them. 
Father, be with them spiritually. As you are with me, you were with your son, Christ Jesus, and so many others of your family. Father, fill us with your light and your glory in our spirit, that it may shine out to our soul, and our soul can be healed and changed and not live in fear and torment with evil and wickedness in it. Father, it's a part of this gift of your love. Bring them up out of their soul through a spiritual circumcision of Hebrews 4.12. Free their spirit of this marriage, this oneness with the lust of the eyes, the lust of the soul and the pride of life. Free them to be one with you. In the name of Christ Jesus. All right. That is your word of encouragement for this week. Now it's number 29. We're moving right along. I think we're on the downside of 2022. And once I get finished with 52, I'm going to start the year 2023. We will have one each week for you. You be encouraged and blessed. And you. Get this God of Pastor Deborah, God of King Solomon and King David and Moses and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob to be with you spiritually. Let him fill you with his love and glory and light. And have a wonderful rest of eternity with him. Yeah. All right. See you on the next one. Bye.